In 2021, the San Francisco Giants outperformed their Zips projections by more than any team in the history of Zips projections. We came on uh, and did a show when these Zips projections from last year came out and talked over and over about how each and every player I thought was being undervalued. And sure enough, yeah, I mean, they blew these projections out of the water. And now today, the 2022 version has been released. And so we're going to take a look and see if the projections have adjusted and if they give the if the if they give the Giants more credit now or if they're still lagging behind. So all of that next on today's Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants. Your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms now, including YouTube as well. And coming up on today's show, as I said, I want to talk about the release of the 2022 Zips projections. We made a big production out of this last year. And for those of you who were listening, as I said in the open, we just spent the whole time talking about how I thought most players were being undervalued for a number of different reasons. One of the main reasons was that in 2020, the short COVID season, but nonetheless, 60-game sample, the Giants improved dramatically, especially on offense. They were one of the better hitting teams in baseball in that short season after kind of not being a very good offensive team for a few years prior to that. And a lot of it clearly had to do with the influence of their hitting coaches who had been brought in that season, Donnie Ecker, Justin Veeley, and Dustin Lind. And so going into 2021, I just thought that there was no reason to think that wouldn't continue, at least to an extent, and the projections didn't understand that. I mean, they don't know that you've brought in a new hitting uh, group, and you've made tangible changes to your swing, and on and on and on. The projection, of course, doesn't know that. And what did the Giants do? Well, they went out and they beat the projections by more than, than any team has ever beat Zip's projections. And how do I know that? Well, Dan Zimborski, who's created Zips, readily acknowledges this. He acknowledges it in the re- in the article on Fangraphs releasing these 2022 Zips projections. And just to get kind of right to the point, this year's version still, I think, is lagging uh, behind in terms of giving the Giants credit and believing kind of the the outbreaks, the breakouts, excuse me, that they were able to to have in 2021. Uh, For example, let's talk about Brandon Crawford first. The Zips projection for Crawford is for him to be roughly league average offensively. This is after in 2021, 
He was about 40% above average offensively, as was Buster Posey. Yes, Posey is retired, but still, Zimborski, you know, ran a projection for Posey, and both he and Crawford projected to be about league average offensively. So, yeah, I mean, that would be a big drop-off from what they were able to do this year. And on the one hand, I think that some regression is probably likely. These guys, I mean, Posey's not playing, I get it, but for Crawford as an example— he played at just about as he played just about as well as you could expect or or even dream of and he did it in his age 34 season so going into his age 35 season i'm not sure i would say yeah he's once again going to finish you know be a top 3 mvp player and be about 40% above average offensively that's a high bar but at the other on the other hand i would probably go somewhere in between the league average production that the projection is putting out and what Crawford was able to do. Maybe about 20% above average offensively. That's just kind of an intuition. I don't have any, I'm not running my own projection system, but I think that what we've seen from Crawford, there's a huge swing change. His whole swing and setup and stance is different than it was prior to 2020. And since 2020, he's been... He was 11% above average by weighted runs created plus in 2020. And again, 40% above average last year. So the projection for Zips for Crawford going into last year was that he was going to be about 17% below average. He would have a 302 uh, on base percentage and 372 slugging. He ended up with a 373 on base and 522 slugging. So it was just way, way off. And Crawford was just one of a number of guys, Posey included, Belt included, pitchers included, Giants who outperformed these projections massively. I just want to say, the last couple of days we've been talking about projections as well, but those have been steamer projections. So if anyone is confused as to what I'm talking about here, this is just a different projection system called Zips. Zips and Steamer both get featured on fan graphs, and so... You know, when the Zips projections come out every year, it's kind of a big production, like they get released, and Dan Zimborski writes about it, and we like to talk about it. But again, I think it's massively underrating the Giants, and I mean, at least to an extent. And Zimborski says in his, you know, paragraph, or, you know, in his blurb about this projection, he does say that he has the Giants at roughly 86 wins or 85 wins which is exactly that was the high guess for last year I think uh, his system had them being a little bit below 500 going into last year and they win 107 games so I'm not saying they're going to come out here and win 107 games but I think it's not too hard to look through these projections and find places where the Giants are likely to overperform them so coming up next we'll actually look just kind of run through some more players and we'll get you you'll we'll get you through as many as we can of the interesting cases. So all of that next, but first, it's the holiday season. So grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, built bar. Filled with so much delicious holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calorie sugar, net carbs and fat, and high in protein. So that's so important to me. Health is something I focus on a lot. And so 
I'm not going to be eating a protein bar that actually is like a candy bar, but Built Bar is the best of both worlds. You get that taste, but without the unhealthy profile that you see with so many other bars. There's also so many delicious flavors that you will have a hard time choosing. I can personally attest to this as well. Will you go with raspberry, mint, brownie, cherry, double chocolate? There's just so many great options. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about some more of these 2022 Zips projections. It's kind of like a holiday treat for me when these projections come out every year. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. And also, I just want to point out this episode is coming out way later than usual. We had a power outage over here. And so, yeah, I wasn't able to do it. But uh, when the power came back, I was I was on it. And so, yeah, if, if you're ever wondering where the show is, you can check out the show account on Twitter, which is at LO underscore SF Giants, or you can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. So anyway, let's just read off some more of the projections. I'll maybe save like my own personal opinion. No, I won't. Let's be real. I'm going to insinuate, uh, interject my own opinion as I see fit. So Brandon Belt, let's talk about Brandon Belt. He is projected to be about 20% above average by OPS plus, which is basically going to be similar to weighted runs created plus. Weighted runs created plus just is a little bit more sophisticated, but overall they're similar numbers where 100 is league average and anything like if you're at 119, you're it's saying 19 percentage points above league average. So belt at about 20 percentage points above average, that again would be a little bit of a significant drop off rather from where he's been the last couple of seasons. And so I, it's not that I would like slam dunk stone cold lock take the over on this but it's just there's very much reason to believe that he could outperform this and the same is true for Crawford the same would definitely be true if Posey was still playing I mean a league average season offensively would be a big disappointment after what these guys have been able to do Brandon Belt you know the projection is better because he's always been a good offensive player. There definitely was some fall off in 2018 and 2019, but the last two years when he's been on the field, he's been an absolute monster. So the projection is for him to be productive, but not the kind of monster that he has been. Now, some of you may be wondering, if I don't agree with these so much, why do I even talk about them? Well, as far as I know, like I, I'll talk about any legitimate projection system. I think in general, it's good to have these and talk about these because there's always going to be natural bias when we're talking about our own hometown team. I, as much as I like kind of the advanced numbers and all that, I'm certainly a biased Giants fan. And so I'm not going to just completely try to pretend like I'm not a fan. And when you're a fan, you're often going to overvalue your own players. It's it's a well-established trend when fans do their own projection systems every team gets inflated and, and that's impossible because somebody's got to 
you know, fall victim to some other players doing well. There's always going to be players who uh, lose out in an exchange. And so anyway, that's just kind of, I like having these more objective numbers to talk about, but it is also, we can use this and think about why it may or may not be correct. So moving on to Mike Yastrzemski, I actually think this one's pretty fair and it has Yastrzemski being uh, at a 109 OPS plus. So above league average, but not by too much. And the projection is for about two wins above replacement in, I mean, the playing time can be adjusted, right? It's 520 plate appearances, which, you know, sounds about right because he gets platooned. And so I think that this is pretty fair. It's roughly what he was able to do this season. It would be slightly disappointing, but also not that surprising, given that this year was kind of the biggest sample of playing time for Yastrzemski. It was his first kind of full season as an, a major league player, and it, it wasn't nearly as good as the awesome performance we saw in 2020. So I definitely saw some red flags there. He was productive overall. If you look at kind of the numbers, he was able to produce a lot of the uh, regression came against left-handed pitching where he was looking like he was going to be able to hit lefties in the first couple seasons, but absolutely fell, you know, came crashing down in that department in 2021. So anyway, moving on to, to see if there's any other interesting ones. Uh, Tyro Estrada projecting to be roughly league average offensively. Compare that to Donovan Solano, about seven points below average offensively. So this kind of backs up my feeling that Estrada can take over that Solano role. Tyro Estrada is out of minor league options, and so it makes sense to try to have him take over that spot. They could also opt to bring back Solano, but what are you going to do with Estrada? Are you going to have Solano and Flores and Estrada all on the same team? I'm not sure that that makes all the sense in the world. So anyway, uh, not a lot of other projections of significant note here. I mean, we've got Austin Slater, five points above average. We have uh, Steven Duggar, 10 points below average. Wade Jr. being roughly league average offensively, but not playing that often. Uh, the projections I've seen so far in Wade Jr. are kind of pessimistic. Uh, Mongoria, about 10 points below average. Darren Ruff at roughly league average. I think that I would definitely take the over on that. Tommy LaStella, a little bit below average. I think I would take the over on that. How about Joey Bart? 20 percentage points below league average with a 290 on base and 381 slugging. That is not a good projection, and it's just more of the same. We have seen time and time again, there's really nothing that's that's hyping up Joey Bart. And that's pretty normal. I've talked about this this the last couple days. Uh, prospects don't often get hyped up by a projection system. You have to kind of prove it at the major league level first. And Bart does have some major league experience and it did not go well. And so that probably is playing into this as well. But to have a 290 on base is not a good thing. And then Kurt Casale projected to be also about 20 percentage points below average offensively. And so that would be a problem if Bart and Casale are both about 20 points below average. That would be a significant problem. And this speaks to my concern about the catcher position for the San Francisco 
Giants. How about Elliot Ramos, 25 points below average. So again, it's rare to have a prospect kind of show up with a projection that's really, really good. And again, I'm going to reiterate that last year, there were so many of these projections that were pretty darn bad. I mean, Brandon Belt, 10 points above average. Posey, 10 points below average. Crawford, like I said, 20 points below average. Solano, 13 below average. Bart, 20 points below average. So it didn't really change on Bart. His season in the minors didn't didn't move the needle at all for zips. And Steven Duggar, about uh, 23 points below average. And he had an above average season and was a major contributor. So take these with a grain of salt. It's just worth looking at them. But I think for a team like the Giants, almost more than any other team, they kind of don't apply. So on the one hand, it's interesting to talk about, but on the other hand, this is not gospel at all. It's just interesting to look at. So coming up next, we'll look at Chris Bryant and we'll look at some of the pitchers. There's actually a really good one for a key Giants starting pitcher. So stay tuned for that. But first, Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about uh, Chris Bryant. I think this is an interesting one because he's still out there as a free agent. And we're going to look at some pitchers. There's actually a really uh, positive projection for a Giants starting pitcher. So Chris Bryant projected here by Zips to be 19 percentage points above league average with a 351 on base, 463 slugging. That's kind of what we saw out of Bryant when he was with the Giants. This is a 3.1 fan graphs or Zips uh, wins above replacement projection in 590 plate appearances. So that kind of supports the notion that Bryant is a good player, but not a great player. I don't know if Bryant is ever going to get back to being that great player that he was the first few years of his career. Would he be an upgrade to the current Giants? Yes, I think having him back would help the Giants. At the same time, if we're talking about like a six-year, $160-plus million contract, I think that that's one that a team might live to regret. Might. Uh, There's always the chance for more when you're talking about a player of his caliber. We know it's in the tank. He's been an MVP. He's been Rookie of the Year. He's not old. I think he's still 29. And so, yeah, I mean, Chris Bryant, good player. We'll see how the market plays out. I still think more likely than not, he ends up elsewhere. And there are some other quality players the Giants could sign whenever this lockout ends. But it's more of a modest projection here for Chris Bryant at uh, 3.1 Fangraphs wins above replacement. 
kind of similar projection value-wise to Brandon Crawford. The only difference is they have Crawford playing a little bit less. But, and again, I mean, it's a pessimistic, relatively pessimistic view of Brandon Crawford. And so maybe that's not the best comparison because we think of Crawford as tremendously valuable after the season he just had. Anyway, let's move on and talk about starting pitching. The The Zips projection system is actually pretty kind to the Giants when it comes to the starting pitching projections. Logan Webb at age 25 is projected to come in with a 3.03 earned run average and a a 2.95 fielding independent pitching. So that comes out to 3.6 wins above replacement in 142 innings. And so we've seen the graphic for this Zips projection. Some of you may have seen, I tweeted out, uh, retweeted the graphic that comes out with these Zips projections when Logan Webb had a 4.8 war projection. And I said, wow, 4.8 war projection for Logan Webb. So you might be wondering, why am I saying now that it's 3.6? And that simply is a matter of playing time. Zips, I don't know how Zimborski does this. If it's uh, something he does manually, probably not because there's so many guys and it would be too much to know. Uh, or what, but how it figures playing time. I know that um, on fan graphs, they, they do something called depth charts, which averages steamer and zips, the two projection systems we've been talking about, and then they make a manual playing time adjustment. So it just combines the two projections, and then they pick the, the playing time. Because playing time, you, a computer to rely on playing time is not really the right way to do it. I think you and I, knowing the Giants intimately, could probably do a better job than any computer of guessing how much playing time guys will have. If we look at their track record and look at how Gabe Kapler likes to use a roster and how, uh, I don't know, just like knowing the roster situation and what guys are going to be given opportunities. So anyway, this 3 point whatever, 6, 8, uh, 3.6 war projection is for 142 and two-thirds innings. And the other one, the depth chart number of 4.8 wins above replacement was coming from about 190 innings. So it just depends. But I think we all know if you're pitching like an like a pitcher who has a low threes ERA, then whether it's 140 innings or 190, you're providing a ton of value. And so Logan Webb has arrived. I mean, Steamer sees it. Zip sees it. We saw it with our eyes. The numbers from last year tell us the story. Logan Webb is a frontline starter. I mean, it was amazing to watch in 2021. And I'm, I would be excited about Webb uh, moving forward. And much like the other projection systems, they've got uh, Wood, DiScofani, and Cobb being strong contributors as well. And no, they're not frontline guys, but they're three solid kind of mid-rotation type arms and you've got Wood and DiScofani coming back and then Cobb essentially, to me, replacing Cueto. So yes, there's still a Kevin Gosman-sized hole in the rotation, but if they just continue to accumulate talented pitchers, which I think they will seek to do when this lockout ends, whenever that may be, then they could be in pretty good shape. And, and Logan Webb emerging as a front-of-the-rotation arm at age 25 with, you know, is it four or five years of club control? One of the two. 
uh, is a very good thing for the San Francisco Giants. Somebody asked me about a Logan Webb extension in a recent mailbag, and I think that that could be on the table. I mean, now is a really good time if the Giants were interested in uh, buying out maybe a couple of free agent years, they could do that. And and the idea would be you lock in a player for by giving by offering him the security of a guaranteed contract, you get kind of a bargain price in exchange. And some of you always are wondering, why do we care? Why do we want players to sign bargain deals? Well, it's because they're only going to spend X amount. We don't know what it is. So you might as well get the best production you can out of that money you spend. It's about getting the most value out of whatever you end up spending. So I don't know. It could be beneficial to both sides. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. We'll continue to look through these tomorrow. There's like kind of, there's a ton of projections. They go through a bunch of minor leaguers as well. I want to talk about the bullpen. I want to talk about more of the starting pitching candidates like Jelly, Long, and Beatty. At least one of those guys has a pretty solid projection. So we'll talk about that and much more. So uh, thank you for checking out today's Locked On Giants. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. Helps me out so much. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.